Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, October 16th. Happy Monday, everybody. A little cooler than when we were last together, but you know what? We'll deal with it. It's October. It's fall. It's the way it's supposed to be. A little cloudy, though, but we'll get over that. Um, On the show today, um, a community-based faith initiative-based initiative, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, is soon going to tackle several subjects in a town hall, affordable housing, education, and jobs. And the public um, is welcome to join and offer input. We'll tell you who, when, and where coming up uh, in our second hour. Um, A little later this hour, we'll find out how another African-American Quality of Life Initiative grant recipient is using their funding uh, to help make a difference in the community. As you recall, um, those uh, those grants uh, were, uh, you know, are being given uh, to organizations uh, that will improve the quality of life for African Americans, the sustained quality of life for African Americans. We're also going to be talking about uh, round three of that, uh, round three of that coming up, uh, the deadline coming up pretty soon by the end of this week. But first, the lines are open. 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. What is on your mind? How was your weekend? Anything cross your mind you want to discuss? Um, lots of things I can discuss and then I shall. But again, uh, the lines are open, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Open lines for whatever's on your mind for now. Uh, one of the big things, you know, uh, the, this is this is a dynamic I was explaining to a friend of mine. We're going to start with sports because we ended with sports uh, last week, so we'll start with sports at the beginning of this week. And, and our professional uh, sporting franchise, football, that is, the Colts. Um, they lost uh, in Jacksonville, so are no longer in contention for first place uh, in the AFC South and all those other things. And they, they those were lofty goals anyway because, uh, let's face it, no one uh, predicted that this team would do even half as well as it has done up to this point. So <clears throat> that being said, uh, we kind of came crashing back to reality. Uh, crashing back hard to reality uh, this past weekend when they lost down in Jacksonville. Um, there's also, I guess, the possibility. I, I need to check on that. But have they mentioned anything about that? But it sounds like, or it sounded like from the chatter, that there was a possibility that um, uh, Anthony Richardson, the the, the quarterback, uh, may have to have... Um, uh, season-ending surgery. We'll have to see. I, I'm not really sure how that. If that happens, then you know we're. You know, I I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. I was looking here to see if I'd gotten any alerts or whatever. I know uh, the uh, 
uh, uh, uh, that um, anyway. Um, so, uh, that is, I'm, I'm looking as I'm talking, so I can, I can do two things at the same time. If I find out all it, but it, it would just be really disheartening that we would lose him just as soon as we've gotten a glimpse of how good he was and how good he could do. Um, so, uh, there's that. Um, also, um... Well, there's a couple of things regarding uh, leaf pickup and some other things I'll tell you about. But I did open the lines and uh, for, for callers, so uh, 317-239-1310. Lines are open for the, for whatever is on your mind. Joe, go ahead. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, Tina. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, I think. <laughs> I think I am, too. Listen, yeah, uh, this weekend I tuned in to a uh, radio show of somebody that uh, I grew up with. Uh, in church, and was listening to some of the comments, and few people that that call your show called in mm-hmm. and made some comments, negative comments, about some of your older callers and how stupid their comments were, and the mm. fact that, uh, in fact, one guy even made a comment that some of the comments were so stupid that. Uh, your older callers would be better off dead. Just let them die off. Ooh. Uh, went on to not only criticize your older callers, but to criticize your show. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it, it stuck in my craw because I, I remember years ago when you first started that you never allowed anybody to criticize another caller. That, that that was the way you set your show up when you first started. Mm-hmm. And for these people to come on and act like their knowledge is so far above everybody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that any of your older callers who might have a hard time putting words together mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. saying things that mm-hmm. they don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden... To stand on this show or to call that show and act as if they had this gavel of knowledge mm-hmm. that nobody else has, mm-hmm. and that some of your older callers need to go out and and do their research and uh, improve their knowledge mm-hmm. was so ridiculous mm-hmm. that I had to to call. Oh, okay. And, and let you know because he even made a comment that the comments that some of your older callers make are so stupid, he won't even let his kids and grandkids listen to it on the radio because he didn't want to explain to how stupid it was. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to say that some of those older callers would be better off dead, just let them die off. Oh, my. So far beneath them that I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And I'll tell you something else. Mm. Do not sell these older callers short. Mm. Because as much knowledge as you think you might have about history, I'll put my knowledge up against any of them when it comes to advanced math, critical thinking, or any mm-hmm. uh, any type of engineering uh, 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 assessment. Mm-hmm. So don't sell old people are older callers short because they don't always get their words or they don't always uh, uh, say uh, things the way they think it ought to be said. Wow. What they did this weekend, what they said 
this weekend was absolutely beneath what and who they think they are. Well, you know what, Joe? Here's here's the thing. I have been <laughs> I have been hearing. No, I I I don't I don't listen. Uh, I mean, I I think I have a generalized idea of of what you're talking about and of who you're talking about, and it's sad. Um, it's sad that someone has to belittle someone else to elevate themselves. You know what I mean? That's it's not necessary. Any and all opinions are are worthy of 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 being heard and being considered. It does, you know, age has nothing to knowledge and and you know wisdom, age, yeah. knowledge, wisdom, and and things of that nature. Um, those are all. Uh, interesting uh, attributes to have, but when you have to validate yourself uh, through the belittling of others, that is not so much against older people or anyone else. That, that's more of an insecurity uh, defect, I will say, exactly. within that within that person. And so, therefore, uh, you know, don't try not to get too angry with them, but pity them. Because if that's the best, you know, we, we are all here trying to uh, trying to do better, be better, and, and help each other somehow along the way. Um, and, and Tina, the, yeah. the bad thing about it, these very people that that made those comments, mm -hmm. uh, I respected the fact that they were knowledgeable about what mm -hmm. they were mm -hmm. calling about mm -hmm. and the subject matter they had. Great control of that. Uh, they were well read, but when they made these comments this weekend, all bets were off. How well? But you got to ask, how well are they? How well read are they? How how well, balanced are? Because you know most most people who I I don't even know how to. But, but it's been my experience that 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 most you don't have to disparage another group to show, to put yourself up, you know, as the fact that you are, or so, so to speak, that you are this or you are that. And, whether, you know, you don't, if you want to talk about the, the, this show, don't call it or don't listen to it. That's a really simple option. And I, I, I appreciate the fact that whoever it was that said this, they don't allow their children because that's what they should do. You know, if you want a certain point of view to, you know, you want to raise your children and your grandchildren and whoever else you have influence over a certain way, by all means. Uh, you know, then then don't allow them to listen to something that is contrary to your worldview and to your the way you look at it. Don't worry about it. But if you're not worried about it, why are you talking about it? Yeah. You know, if to me, I I don't. You know, if if you're not, if it's not impact, if it's not bothering you, why are you? Why do you need? And see, the other thing, why do you need somebody to agree with you all the time? Nobody agrees. Nobody on this show ever agrees all the time. And I think that's great because if everybody agrees with everything all the time, you don't have a show. But, you know, we do have a, an exchange of ideas, an exchange of thought uh, and, and hopefully a healthy, useful uh, and respectful exchange. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and and, and truthful. Have, we got to be truthful about stuff. Sometimes some of those some of those comments have been less than truthful. And Dion and I got into that um, in a roundabout way because he and I both said that we were pretty much exhausted at being number one misrepresented, number two words put in our mouths that were not said, uh, and things that have been attributed to us that simply were not true. And he and I both had a conversation on the show um, about that one. You know, one particular time. It's like it's exhausting, but, you know, you move on, but you don't have to talk. You don't. I mean, if, if people want to misrepresent and, and whatever to get their point across, if they want to belittle somebody to get their point across, if they have to take you down to get their point across, that's not in the interest of, of anything that we call uh, unity or, or black unity or what have you. That's just self-serving, um, uh, self-serving uh, indulgence, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. But, but you have a lot of uh, older Mm-hmm. more mature callers, and like you said, those callers has as much wisdom absolutely, and knowledge because there are a lot of them mm-hmm. over 70, mm-hmm. 80 years old, mm-hmm. and you don't get to be that age without Mm-mm. bringing along some type of wisdom. And, and there so, is a thing called respect, too. You know, that, it, That's what I was getting ready to say. So respect. The bottom line is, for, for those people that called... Especially that guy that said they're better off dead. Mm, uh, mm, mm. Uh, the, the respect that you showed is is totally uh, beneath what I believe in, and I'm sure a lot of your older callers believe in. And I respect them, and I respect the other callers. Mm-hmm. But but stop putting people down because you don't feel that they're on the intelligent level yeah the same intellectual level of which yeah. you were on yeah. and 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 pretty much you just 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 travel in those circles there's no need you know just elevate yourself within the circles that that you feel elevated in you know there's no need it's, to it's, to linger it's around not here gonna make, mm-hmm. it's not going to make them any better well they but i i don't know i you yeah, know I joe i i appreciate you standing up for for those who and and it's also a little troublesome when you go from show to show to show to validate and to I mean, that that's 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 not good either. I yeah. I don't understand why people do that. But again, hey, the, these uh, it's it, it is what it is and it was what it was and uh, you know good for them. But uh, we know and that's all that matters, right? We know, Joe. That that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And but I sure may, uh-huh. may have a good day. May you have a good day, mm-hmm. and guess what? I'm going to have a good day. Well, I know you are, and thank you so much for having our back, Joe. We've, <laughs> we really wow. appreciate it. Yeah. I cannot thank you enough, Joe. And, uh, and hey, thanks for I'm going to listen. A but I people have been telling me for months and actually years now that kind of stuff's been going on, but yeah. uh, it is. Well, what, what it, was said Saturday really, really upset me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. It, I'm sorry hey, to hear that. No, no problem, but yeah. it's something that, if those people think that they've got this big gavel of knowledge, mm-hmm. then use it. Mm-hmm. But use it in the right way. Use it, yeah, use it in a productive way that can help a lot of people. You don't have to. You don't have to belittle and put down others simply because they especially, disagree with especially you. Especially your older callers. Especially your older callers, because that's a lack of respect. Yeah, lack of yeah. respect, and very much so. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Reverend Phillips, go ahead. How are you? How you doing, Peter? I'm doing well, sir. Uh, I'm 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 with you on that one. What Joe said, what Mr. Joe said. Mm-hmm. It sounds like when 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 they uh, like your older callers mm-hmm. call in, mm-hmm. 
and speak the real truth, mm-hmm. and you got somebody want to condemn them. Mm-hmm. And the bright side is they jealous. They wish they had that type of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And they childish. Yeah. Well, Reverend Phillips, thank you very, thank you very much for that yeah. that assessment. You know, and and at the risk of uh, of getting into getting too deep into the woods and too far into anything that that resembles what it sounds like that was done to this show and was said about me and I don't know maybe James and Dion and and all the rest of it. That hey, that that's par for the course. That's what we do. We you know we can take it. Um, I I I really. It bothers me, though, that our our regular listeners like Joe and some of the others feel so hurt by that and so offended uh, by that. And and I try to do my best to uh, mitigate that as best as possible so that we are uh, uh, respectful uh, of each other. Uh, to the point, but I mean, you know, folks have free will. They, you know, free speech. Yeah, do do what you need to do, uh, whatever makes you feel better. But um, just know that everybody's opinion has value. Everybody's opinion has worth, whether we agree with it or not. And um, uh, we we just all work within the, the 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 confines of the constraints with which we have to work. So best I can say, best I can do. Ron, go ahead. Lovely Tina, wishing you all the best, like always, and you know I love you. Don't you ever forget that part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Tina, big ups to Joe, 100%. Tina, at 66, I think of myself as an old fool, Mm -hmm. but I've also heard it said, you don't get to be old being no fool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wishing you all the best. Uh, Love you, you. and yes, Tina, I did grow up in Jacksonville. I just have to bring that up. Tina, I actually wore my my Jacksonville jersey that my daughter bought me to church Mm -hmm. just because I think I'm kind of crazy. But life is good. Tina, wishing you all the best. And for my brothers and sisters, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're having trouble figuring out who your neighbor is, look to the person on your right and look at the person on your left. Those are your neighbors. Wishing you all the best, Tina. Love you. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, um, we talk a lot about, especially, you know, this is Urban Radio, and, and we have a lot of guests uh, that come on here and talk about unity. We have a show, Unity in the Community, and coming together and, uh, you know, respecting each other and, and one trying not to, you know, too many chiefs and not enough Indians and all, all you know, you hear all that kind of stuff. And to hear and, and the thought that even within our own airwaves, our own community, our own urban network community, that there is disunity um, uh, regarding that. Um, that that's, that's, you know, it's, it's, it makes you sad, but um, uh, so, um, you know, we, let, let's just try to do better, try to support each other, and if we can't, um, you know, that everybody's not going to, like I said, everybody's not going to agree about everything, but we certainly, um, you know, don't have to disparage, because this is what we have, you know, this, this is what we have. Uh, a lot of, a lot of urban communities don't have this type of forum, uh, anymore, and it's a sin and a shame that, um, that, uh, callers like Joe have to be upset to the point where they feel like, uh, that they were just absolutely attacked, and, um, you know, for being less than, not necessarily atta- just for being less than, you know, not not up to the intellectual uh, uh, bar 
uh, that certain people feel like they should set and others should not uh, try to approach. So anyhow, um, there's uh, there's that. Um, let's go to, uh, let's see, Adam. Um, okay, go ahead, Adam. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What's going on? Can you turn down your radio, Adam, please? Yes, ma'am. I'm doing that right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Myself. So, yes, ma'am. Before I got in the car, I heard something about brief, briefly about leaf mm. removal and uh, on a lawn care business. So, <laughs> I thought I'd give you a call. Maybe you can help me spread the word about the. Lawn. I can put you in touch with some of our sales folks. Yeah. If you want to, yeah. But what it is is a DP. DPW has announced uh, leaf collection dates for 2023 and, uh, you know, the dates that you can and the, and the re, you know, just how many you can have and how many they're going to collect and things of that nature. Uh, but if you want to leave your information, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I assume you're a black owned business. Yes, ma'am. Okay, congratulations. How long have you been in business? Um, I've been in business since 2014. Okay, okay, okay. 2014, I've been doing it by myself and my wife and uh, just been trying to get that off the ground. But yeah. You know what? A lot of people shudder and they think that it's just unattainable and that this it's something that they necessarily can't afford or don't know how to do it, what have you. But I'd, I'd strongly recommend maybe a digital or maybe a, a, a multi-platform, just a little bit of something to help get you going. Uh, so I'm going to have you leave uh, your information with Sky and what I'm going to do is pass that along and have them get back with you and maybe they can work up something for you, okay? All right, that would be great. Okay, sounds good. All righty. And, um, again, what, what uh, Adam was talking about, and that's fantastic. Uh, I love black businesses. See, that's that's how you support each other, you know, trying to anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Indianapolis Department of Public Works announced uh, today uh, that leaf collection for 2024 is going to start on November the 6th. November the 6th is when leaf collection is going to start, and it's going to run through Friday, December 1st. So from November 6th through Friday, December 1st. Now, this is from our news gathering partners at RTV, so I know it's good because we exchange and we, we you know, we help each other out as well. Uh, but anyway, DPW says that residents can leave up to 40 bags of leaves for pickup every week on their regularly scheduled collection day, up to 40 bags a week. Now, here's a got here are the guidelines. Um, leave your leaves in plastic bags. Paper bags can deteriorate and break apart in inclement weather. So don't put your leaves in a bunch of paper bags. That's true because if it rains or wind or windstorm or what have you. So you have to bag them in plastic, okay? Keep the bags at least three feet away from your trash cart for easy pickup for the DPW workers. Keep the bags at least three feet away from your trash cart for easy pickup. And leaf bags have to be outside no later than 7 a.m. on your your normal trash day. I know, I know you're saying, well, they don't come to pick up trash on my normal day till three o'clock. Hey, have it out there at 7 a.m. if you want to get rid of your leaves. Because the one thing I've noticed about trash pickup is that even though, you know, once you get into a groove like, okay, they're, they're coming every, say for instance, like on my day, it's Thursday. They come every Thursday at eight o'clock in the morning. No, they don't. Uh, certain Thursdays, you know, you may get four or five Thursdays at eight in the morning. Then you might get a Thursday where they're there at seven in the morning and then you're running out the door like Dagwood Bumstead trying to hurry up and get your trash to the curb because you've heard the truck in the neighborhood. Or sometimes you're coming home from work and they still haven't picked it up yet and they're running late. So 
Just just use the guidelines. Just use the regular guidelines. Have it out there. If it's in plastic, secured properly, and in the right space, it's not going to hurt anything uh, to be there from 7 a.m. In fact, the one way you can do that to make sure, put it out the night before. That way you don't miss the 7 a.m. Uh, deadline, 7 a.m. deadline as well. So, again, trash pickup. For leaves, and I got a whole bunch of them too, so I'm going to have to pay attention to this, starts Monday, November the 6th, and will run through Friday, December the 1st. You can leave up to 40 bags, up to 40 bags of leaves for pickup a week on your regularly scheduled collection day, on your regularly scheduled trash day. 40 bags. Uh, you have to follow the guidelines. They have to be plastic. They have to be covered in plastic, placed in plastic. No paper. Plastic, not paper. Plastic, not paper. That's for the leaves. Uh, the bags have to be at least three feet away from your trash cart for easy pickup. And the bags should be outside by 7 a.m. on your normal day. So if your normal day is Thursday, that would be Thursday at 7 a.m. If you want to make sure that you don't miss the deadline, put them out the night before. I, In fact, I do that with my trash. I think a lot of people do, too, so that they don't miss it. Because it is all over the map. It just depends on uh, when the, uh, the workers can get there. Um so uh, it also says this year the Southside Landfill will not be, again, this year the Southside Landfill will not be offering composting. Instead, you can take your leaves to Green Cycle for composting. Green Cycle charges, they do charge $20. Uh, NDDPW is asking residents to clear leaves from storm drain inlets uh, to prevent drainage and flooding problems. Uh, again, uh, for more information on leaves and leave visits and all this other stuff, go to nd.gov slash activity slash leaf dash collection dash season. nd.gov slash activity slash leaf dash collection dash season uh, for all the informations on leaf. And again, uh, it is the season. Leaves are falling. And uh, if you want to get them up there and get them out uh, and get them picked up every week, uh, it's absolutely free. If you want them composted uh, this year, you can't do it at the Southside Landfill anymore, but you can do it for 20 bucks um, at Green Cycle. And again, you can get uh, more information on that at indy.gov slash activity slash leaf dash collection dash season. We will be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. Yes, that. Uh, and by the way, you'll be hearing uh, from Brother Ajabu regarding uh, that uh, event coming up on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon, second hour. Um, the Indianapolis Urban League wants everyone to know that the deadline is rapidly approaching for round three of funding in that $100 million African-American uh, quality of life grant. Um, the last day to submit a request for a proposal is Friday, October 20th. That's this Friday, October 20th. Uh, you can go to IAAQLI.org to find out more. Again, IAAQLI.org to find out more. One of those uh, not-for-profit organizations that was granted funding in a prior round uh, was Coburn Place, which provides longer-term transitional housing options for families impacted by domestic violence. So how is Coburn Place using its grant? Well, here now to tell us more is uh, Deandra, Deandria, Deandria Hampton, uh, Coburn Place Grants Program Manager. Ms. Hampton, welcome. How are you? 
Thank you for having me. I'm doing well, Tina. So, so tell us about uh, how Coburn Place was able to secure one of these coveted grants, these quality of life initiative grants. Well, I can tell you it was a blessing. We uh, found out about the opportunity last December or last November and did some quick uh, assessment of what our needs were, whether we had capacity for something like this. Everybody was in agreement that that we were and we we could do it. And I wrote the grant application and found out in February that we were awarded $400,000. Wow. So what was it in the area of? The area that we chose was the health pillar, and specifically for our round, the issue was around mental health. So both uh, increasing awareness of mental health issues and, importantly, reducing the stigma around mental health. So how does a place that provides long-term transitional housing for families impacted by domestic violence uh, transition to uh, improving mental health in the mental health field to the tune of $400,000 worth of programming. I'm, I'm curious as to how you reconcile all that. That's It's really interesting. Right. So what's astonishing when you look at the statistics is that the particular demographic that we serve, so predominantly our clients are identified as black women. We, have, we serve anybody, but at any given time, about 60% of our clients are black women. And what we know is that these particular clients experience domestic violence, poverty, and homelessness all at disproportionate rates. And as you can imagine, there are all sorts of impacts on one's health because of all of those social factors. And of course, mental health is one of them. Mm -hmm. And recently, uh, we did a survey with our clients and overwhelmingly, they said what they needed the most was um, additional support for mental health. So it was a really great fit for us. Yeah. So was this, uh, was this grant round one or round two? We were in round two. Oh, okay, okay. So, so tell us how it's uh, how it's all going to work. What do you What do you have? What's What's going on? Right. So, what we have proposed uh, is is a couple of things. One, we are having a series of, of events, these workshops that are titled Taking Care of You, and each of them has a different uh, focus. The first one is Mental Health 101. So we're doing um, six of those over the course of about a year and a half. They're open to the public, so you don't have to be a survivor of domestic violence. You don't have to. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Affiliated with Coburn Place, all it's, it's open to anyone. Um, and then we're also doing uh, a social media campaign. We're creating some videos in partnership with uh, the 40 West Digital folks over at Martin Luther King Center. The young people in that program are creating some videos that are specifically geared toward uh, increasing knowledge around mental health, around 
social aspects of um, domestic violence and all sorts of things that are of interest to a wide variety of people. And we're putting those out for, for all the Indianapolis community to experience. Now, will these workshops that you're creating be mandatory for your residents? No, none of our uh, residents have anything that's mandatory. So we follow a domestic violence housing first model, which means that none of their um, housing is contingent upon their participation in any services. So they're free to participate, of course, if they want to, but it is not mandatory. Some One of the, one of the big uh, caveats, I, I, I don't know, one of... I guess I should say one of the major goals of this funding, uh, African American Quality of Life Initiative, is that um, the uh, the organization, the not for profit, be providing sustained change, uh, things that will last, you know, for generation generational change, if possible, but certainly a sustained improvement within the African American community. How do you answer that, or how do you see this particular program, the rollout of this, um, addressing sustained change? Right. So a couple of things I can I can answer that in a couple of ways. First, one of the things that we know about domestic violence is that children are greatly impacted by it and that the impact lasts for for generations. So we're hopeful that helping some activities and some resources available for children will also help the the longstanding uh, impact of mm-hmm. this program. And then, of course, being able to uh, move the needle on how the black community addresses our mental health issues, um, getting folks to deal with the traumas, whether that's from losing your job, being evicted from your, your home, whatever it might be, getting access to services and, and really just reducing that stigma so that we can address things and have a, a greater quality of life down the road. So, so when does when does everything start, or has it started already? We have started just the social media portion of it. We've been making posts through social media, but the first event is actually this Saturday, the twenty first, from noon to three, and um, it's open to the public. It's free. There will be a meal provided, and it's taking place at the Way Church Event Center which is located at 4175 Millersville Road. So it's this this Saturday, you say? This Saturday, yes, is our very first event. And where, where uh, the Way Event Center? The Way oh, I think the I know Way where Church that is. Event Center, uh-huh. Is that it? I thought that was a church. It is, but they have, a, like, a uh, an event center there mm-hmm. that, that they hold various events at, and they are gracious to be our first host. So, and what time is it? It's from noon to 3 p.m. And who will it feature? The person who is going to be leading the workshop is a dear friend of mine, um, Hazel Owens. She is a black uh, therapist here in Indianapolis, has her practice, um, Owens Counseling and Consulting. She's going to lead the workshop on topics like uh, how trauma affects your life, some coping skills, and what healing looks like. Mm -hmm. And then also there will be some mindfulness and meditation with uh, the yoga lady. Yeah. So what, as uh, as you go forth with these these seminars and these activities and events over the next, I guess it's what, the next uh, couple of years? How long do you have to 
Right. Our to grant it goes through um, April of 2025. April of 20. Okay. So the next couple of years, uh, well, you have to, the information that you're gathering, who is that going to be shared with and how how is it going to be used? Right. So first of all, the only information that we'll share, first, all of the information is, is um going to be anonymous, so no one's putting their name on anything. We're going to be collecting very, very basic information, um, essentially what race, um, I think your zip code, they wanted us to, to sort of see where folks um, are accessing different services and uh, whether or not your participation in the event helped to increase your knowledge and decrease your um, sense of stigma. So very, very basic information is what we're collecting, and we will be sharing that with the um, Indianapolis, Indianapolis African American Quality of Life Initiative, so the ones who are the, the grant makers. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because uh, each year, especially, well, we do it throughout the course of the year, but especially in the month of September, which is uh, National Suicide Prevention um, and Awareness Month, you know, May, Mental Health Awareness, you know, we throughout the course of the year, we uh, we tackle that and, and try to keep conversations going about uh, mental health, mental wellness, especially in uh, communities of color where stigmas exist. I mean, the stigmas are real um, and can prevent a real barrier to uh, seeking help. Right. Um, the fact that anyone issues a cry for help in, in a lot of communities, black and brown communities, is considered a sign of, of weakness, you know, that just you just don't do that. Um, any of that, uh, you know, attaching, uh, you know, addressing stigmas, uh, things of that nature, uh, going to be front and center for any sustained amount of time? Absolutely. Um, I know one of the things, because I this was sort of my baby since I, I spent the most time working on this proposal, and I, I was really thinking about my own experiences as I was doing it and how... Um, Infrequently, when I was going through college and graduate school, I talked about to anybody other than maybe a really close friend when I was going through a struggle. And I thought, how can I use my platform and, and where I am now to help other folks so that they don't struggle with these same things? And mm -hmm. um, especially the idea, the trope of the strong black woman was something that I, I wanted us to address. And so I know that that is going to be something that's dealt with both through at least one of the videos and throughout all of the workshops. And just for those who may not necessarily understand what you just said, the trope of the strong black woman, a couple of characteristics uh, and things so that people can understand what you're saying. Sure. So the idea that you, the woman has to be always on, always available, high achiever, um, never needing anything from anyone, but always there to support everyone else. Um, the idea that, you know, you can take and take and take whatever it might be and, and just have resilience. Um, that's, you know, it's wonderful to be resilient, of course, but the idea that we have to um, be impervious to any kind of pain or yeah. disappointment and those sorts of things, that's, that's when it becomes a trope. That's when it becomes harmful and what we need to um, get through in order to understand that we can be soft and we can be vulnerable and that that doesn't mean weakness. And, and you know, the explanations for how all of that got so wildly out of balance uh, in minority communities uh, are, are, are varied and, and very deep. Right. 
I would say, you know, <laughs> we could talk for, uh. hours, you know, I'm sure about that. But, you know, I, I think that one of the realities is that, and we see this um, in in all sorts of social outcomes. So whether it's maternal, black maternal um, death and mm-hmm. death yeah, of infant mortality, maternal, black maternal right, mortality. mortality. Yeah, and. You know, I think that when you have black black women being perceived as being stronger, one of the ways that you get these um, these incidents of maternal um, death and that sort of thing maternal is mortality. a woman is crying out saying that she's in pain and, and she's not being believed, or there's a, this perception that um, maybe she's just wanting uh, some medication and doesn't mm-hmm. really need the medication, just all these sort of really skewed perspectives on what a black woman can sustain, mm-hmm. and we see it literally, you know, killing a lot of black women. Yeah. Um, Indiana, having an exceptionally high did, how much did that figure into to what you're doing because indiana's uh black infant mortality and uh maternal black mortality uh maternal mortality uh rates um you know soar above the re- rest of the nation in in so many different uh instances and so many different facts and figures uh did that figure into the fact that the state is lagging so far behind in addressing this Absolutely. And, you know, those aren't the only statistics. And we see it in the incidence of poverty, mm-hmm. the incidence of domestic violence, uh, the inc- uh, incidence of homelessness. Like black people and black women especially are disproportionately represented in all of those social outcomes. And so, you know, this is definitely the time to be addressing this because uh, we, what we see worldwide, but also here, right here in Indiana, is that during the COVID 19 pandemic, the incidence of, of domestic violence, for example, just skyrocketed. And so now is definitely the time to be addressing these things so that we can begin to get ahead um, of this curve and try to change the trend. You know, I often wonder, should we call it something else so that people don't have such a pushback against it? I, I don't know. Ment- mental health, mental wealth. You, when you put that word mental in front of mm-hmm. things, it just tends to harken back to the days of, of old, you know, the asylums and things of that nature, you know, people banging in cages. And it's just, I, I don't know, maybe it, it you know, there's somehow, some way there, there'll come another phrase <laughs> or phraseology that'll make it, um, you know, at least more interesting and, you know, less offensive to people, I guess, mm-hmm. less, less off-putting. Sure. That is, that's definitely a good point. And, and certainly something that we have to continue to, to reckon with at the same time, as with any words that we want to sort of reclaim and mm-hmm. um, change the, the narrative around talking about it and uh, ascribing new meanings to it is, is sometimes the way to go, too. So I guess, you know, we'll be learning through this. We'll definitely be seeking feedback from folks that attend our events. Um, we're always open mm-hmm. to hear what people want and need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly be keeping that in mind. And so if uh, so, how can folks follow along what you're going to be un- unveiling and, and rolling out over the next uh, couple of years? What, what, how can people keep track? And, and as far as we know, most of these events are going to be free. 
All of our events. All of the events are going to, okay, okay, all will be free, okay. Yes, we definitely don't want um, that to be a barrier, and we're also having food at all of our events because we recognize Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) We recognize that, you know, one, culturally, that's that's a thing, right? Like, when we Mm -hmm. get together, we eat. But it's also something that, because we know that a large part of the population for whom these things are a significant issue have barriers. Um, mm. You know, poverty is a, is a huge barrier, and so we want to be able to provide just some basic sustenance when mm. we come together as well. So I would say you could follow us. You can look up. Um, all of our events are going to be posted on our website at coburnplace.org, and all of the events will be um, you know blasted through our own social media as well as the social media mm. of a few folks who are hosting. So the Way Church is going to be promoting, I think we're running an ad in the recorder as well. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get the word out there. Um, being on your show is, is a good <laughs> example of getting the word out there. So yeah, appreciate there's, there's it. lots of ways. Yeah, and again, we can't sound the horn about this uh, this issue enough. So uh, any opportunity we can have to share uh, with our community uh, about the help that's available uh we are only too happy to do. So thank you so much, mm-hmm. uh, DeAndrea Hampton, uh, Coburn Place Grants Program Manager. And congratulations. Uh, on you. Were you surprised when uh, when you received the grant? Thank I I was I was surprised and elated, and my birthday month is February, so it felt like a birthday present. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, well, great. That that's great, and and I'm just so glad. To, you know, we talk about this, and we're going to be talking about it uh, probably again before the end of the week, and probably the middle of the week because this is the week where the uh, the deadline for the RFPs mm-hmm. um, uh, comes comes due. And so, but we talk about it a lot. But it's always good to have uh, you know a not for profit come on and say, hey, we got you know we got funding, and this is what we're doing. So thank you for coming back and sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I would just invite folks to register. We do, I, I do believe the person I spoke with before I, I got to you said that they're going to have um, our event bright information out there for folks to register just so we know, you know, how many are coming and we can be prepared. Exactly. And part of preparation is how much food to have, folks. Correct. So don't worry. <laughs> Registration is just that. We're not trying to get any information, get in your business or whatever. We just want to make sure we got enough for you. Okay. Right. Enough chairs and enough food. So right. all righty. Thank you, Ms. Hampton. Really appreciate it. Indeed. Bye bye. And uh again that's that's Coburn Place. I tell you what, um these uh, these grants are doing and going to some amazing work. And as I was saying, um, the Urban League uh, put out a release last week. Uh, we're going to sound the horn as much as we can this week uh, to let you all know that if you have not yet done so, get your request for a proposal out there. Get it ready to go. Go to the website. Find out what they're looking for this year. This, I'm sorry, this round, not this year. This round, uh, as you know, $100 million over the, over the course of five years is going to be granted uh, to organizations uh, looking to Im- not only improve the quality of life for African Americans in Indianapolis, but to improve it in a, in a lasting way. They call sustained, in a sustained uh, way, a sustained manner. Something that's going to make a difference from now on. Uh, that, that's what uh, that's what they want. That's what they're looking for. Uh, and so um, if you haven't done it yet, you still got time. Get you a grant writer or get somebody that writes grants or figure out how to, you know, th- there's time. There's plenty of time. It's not until uh, Friday. Uh, the deadline is not until Friday. Um, 
We are uh, the 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 other thing we talked about um, and had a you know had a good guy call in uh, Adam uh, about leaf removal. Um, just, you know, you never know when you're sharing something who uh, that's going to appeal to. And uh, I just thought about it uh, because I know a lot of people. Uh, with yards. And then if you drive around the city, you just see a lot of leaves blowing around already. Um, I drove by a house that I think they had like 10 or 12. Have you seen those uh, those uh, those plastic pumpkin bags? And they shove leaves in those. And they use them actually for decoration, I guess, after the, the, the uh, Halloween and the harvest season passes. Uh, they go ahead and, and um, you know, and put them in the, uh, in the trash. But they can also be used for decoration. So, um, but if you have a lot of leaves and you want to get them taken care of and get them, you know, hauled away from your yard, um, uh, DPW, they're going to start uh, collecting uh, the leaves. Leaf collection uh, starts on November 6th, Monday, November 6th, and runs through Friday. December the 1st, 40 bags at a time, once a week, 40, up to 40 bags, up to 40 bags once a week uh, on your regular trash day. It has to be out there by 7 a.m. on your regular trash day, three feet away from your trash cart so that they can get to your trash and to the bags easily. Plastic bags only. Plastic bags only. Paper presents problems. Yes, it may be more economically uh, sound, uh, econ not, not economically, environmentally, in, well, economically, I don't know, plastic's a little more expensive than paper, but anyway, uh, environmentally, environmentally sound, but they simply just don't do well uh, in weather extremes, uh, and so in this case, uh, the DPW is asking for plastic instead of paper. They're asking for plastic, not paper, um, so there's that. Um, composting no longer available. Uh, it used to be Southside Landfill would be offering composting during leaf collection season. That is no longer available, available but DPW says residents can take their leaves to Green Cycle for composting, although Green Cycle does charge $20. Uh, also, DPW is asking you to clear the leaves from storm drain inlets to prevent drainage and flooding problems. So, you know, those grates that are in your neighborhood or whatever, uh, somebody be a good neighbor and, and make sure that leaves don't build up in those uh, so that everybody else's property uh, doesn't uh, flood and um improperly drain uh, drain problems develop so we got to do that um, also um, hmm, a couple of other things that I was going to tell you about well we talked about the Colts losing uh, leaf pickup uh, let's get a break in here and then when we come back we're going to be talking about unity in the community something we talked about a little bit right off the top with Joe's call we're going to talk about more than that actually there's an organized event to do just that Coming up, we'll be right back with more Community Connection right after this. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Two o'clock, two o'clock, heading into our second hour of the show. Uh, the Northeast Indianapolis Community Service Corporation, or NICSC, or NICSC, 
Hmm, I, I said it wrong. Uh, anyway, NICSC is an extension of Kingdom Apostolic Ministries. Uh, they're going to be hosting a town hall slash panel uh, with several city leaders and the community coming up any day now. Uh, here to tell us more about that is Cameron Gates. He is the executive director of the Northeast Indianapolis Community Service Corporation. Uh, Mr. Gates, welcome. How are you today? Yes, yes. How are we doing? You all right? Uh, doing great, doing great. So tell us about uh, the Northeast Indianapolis Community Service Corporation. Well, I'll make it easy for you. We pronounce it nice. Oh, you pronounce it nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so uh, essentially what we are, we're an extension of Kingdom Apostolic Ministries, which is located at the intersection of 38th and Emerson Avenue. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. On Indianapolis East Side, and um, our goal is really to ameliorate the condition of the uh, residents of that area, which includes, you know, the Emerson area, the Devington neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. So we've really been trying to address what we like to call the social determinants of health, things such as health care, education, um, financial literacy and of course housing um so right now um we are partnering with the city and um some of the more prominent um developers in the area to um help uh renovate the uh Roselawn Apartments off of Emerson Avenue, which has been an eyesore in the community and also a uh, haven for uh, drug use and, and crime and illegal dumping. And so we're taking it hands-on to uh, partner with the city to try and uh, fix that situation up. So when you say you're an extension um, of the church, of Kingdom Apostolic Ministries, is it the church? I mean, is this... So it's the church's community development corporation. So it is connected to the church, but it is a separate entity. Oh, the church's community development corporate. So how long has Nice been in uh, been in existence? For approximately two decades, I believe it was founded in two thousand one, uh-huh. and uh, I've been brought on recently to assist with that. Yeah. So tell. So what what do you have coming up? So we have a town hall that's going to be hosted at Kingdom Apostolic Ministries. Um, We're going to have some uh, members of the city council along with business leaders. So we'll have in particular Congress or Councilman, excuse me, Keith Graves, Ron Gibson. Um, We'll also have um, Gary Hobbs, who is um, the head of BWI, which is a development corporation that is assisting us in this project along with um, 
Terry Morris. He's a deacon at Kingdom Apostolic Ministries. He's also um, an executive at Eli Lilly, and he is the head of um, diversity and uh, racial inclusion at Eli Lilly. Um, so we have some very influential people um, within uh, uh, the city of Indianapolis from a municipal standpoint and a uh, business standpoint um, that are coming um, to allow the community and the parishioners of the church to get a better understanding of what we're looking to do and um, what NICE is really all about, especially when it comes to the apartments off of Emerson. Yeah, it says the topics, affordable housing, education, and jobs. Um, so all of those are going to be covered. Uh, let's see, this is coming up, what, October 17th at 6 o'clock? Yes, ma'am. So tomorrow. So we're going to be tackling all of those subjects. So we'll have a, uh, a panel discussion with the aforementioned guests. And then, of course, we will um, have a Q&A session as well. So anybody is welcome to come mm -hmm. and ask questions. Um, you know, that's what we want. We want to be open with the community. We uh, want to make sure that everybody has a chance to have their say on this project because we know that there's been a lot of concern in the community for a long time um, about these apartments. So we want to make sure um, that we have as much inclusion as possible. So tell us about the apartments and the project and why the community input is so very important. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen them, Tina, but uh, the apartments have, one, been a source of, um, unfortunately, they've, they've been a place where there are a lot of unhoused citizens um, which can lead to all kinds of safety hazards. So we've had reports of, you know, mothers who, uh, you know, are addicted to different substances, um, who are raising their children there. Um, it's been a hotbed for crime, you know, various illegal activities. And also uh, it's been a source of illegal dumping. So, you know, we have people that have, you know, from all over the city just been coming to those apartments and dumping their trash. And mm -hmm. I don't think that anybody appreciates their neighborhood becoming a public dumpster. No. Um, so our goal, our goal is to renovate the apartments and turn them into low income, affordable housing. Um, so again, we're partnering with the city, which is why we're so happy to have the councilman present mm -hmm. um, and getting the financing and along with a major development company. And we plan on, um, breaking ground on development um, sometime by the end of the first quarter of 2024. So I, I may have missed this, and pardon me if I did. Who, who owns the apartments? So right now they're owned by a, a company called Cache in uh, Utah, and we are partnering with them. Um, so we're forming a new partnership um, to um, essentially fix those apartments up. So the, the, the place in Utah will continue ownership of them? So it will be a joint partnership between them and um, NICE. So we are forming a partnership, and uh, we will be able to um, go ahead and proceed with the renovation. Um, just uh, partnering with the city as well to make sure that we get that municipal financing as well. Yeah, we have, we have a caller that has a, has a question. Uh, go ahead, Ron. Hey, hey, Tina, thanks for letting me call back. Um, sir, um, those apartments, I live over in that neighborhood. I've seen those apartments forever. 
and yes, mm-hmm. they do need to be re- remodeled, rehabbed, restored. Uh, we'll be, it, please make sure that the black subcontractors in the neighborhood and in the area uh, hear about this and, and know that there are opportunities that are going to be available. Uh, I, I know Tina was talking about those, those, some of those jobs or projects that are going on downtown. However, this is in my neighborhood as well as in a, 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 a lot of our neighborhoods. Uh, the church is a great church. I was over there for the event when y'all gave away the car. Um, this is a super opportunity for black people to restore those properties and or maybe get some good housing. So I hope that, you know, there's enough noise or advertisement put out so that black contractors, subcontractors, can get a hold of some of that work. Tina, thank you. And, sir, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Thank you. How, how many units, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gates, how many units are in, in this, this complex, these apartment building or complex? How many units do you have? Off the top of my head, I don't know. So we have uh, four buildings that we're dealing with. Off the top of my head, I don't know how. Four buildings? Yeah, so it's a a campus of four buildings. Yeah, yeah. Um, But with respect to his question, though, Mm -hmm. um, so Gary Hobbs is one of the biggest minority developers in the city of Indianapolis, Um, and he uh, very often will look to use um, African-American and minority subcontractors um, on his projects. So he's done a lot of work developing affordable housing, um, and he does use a lot of uh, black subcontractors, et cetera, to help complete his projects. And that is our goal as well, um, is to make sure that um, the community, and in particular the African-American community, you know, black and brown, are um, the ones who are the main beneficiaries of this project because this is our neighborhood. So we're not looking to just outsource um, all of the labor and not allow people, um, the people in the community, to uh, profit from uh, this project. Because uh, it is a, a huge opportunity for so many stakeholders in the community. And, and what exactly is it that you're hoping to get uh, from the community starting tomorrow? Is tomorrow night, tomorrow's night, night is not the first night, right? I mean, you're going to have other... Uh, other town halls or other yeah, no, yeah we'll, we'll definitely have uh more town halls yeah, what are yeah what are you hoping to get from the community well it's, it's not what we're trying to get from the community it's really a chance for us to um demonstrate what we're trying to do so we're, we're, we're trying to be as transparent as possible during this entire process um so we want to make sure that the community has and understanding. Of course, we want to make sure that we have their support and their backing, um, but our goal is to make sure that everyone in the community has a chance to have their say and has an opportunity to voice their opinion on the project directly to everyone who's involved in trying to fix those apartment buildings up. Um, so that's why we've partnered again with the, the, the councilman, you know, Keith Graves in particular, has been really helpful in um, spearheading this project. Um, so it's an opportunity for everybody in the community um, to, again, voice their opinion to the major uh, players at the table. So what's the timeline? So um, we're waiting on uh, just getting that municipal financing, um, and we should be hearing back about that within the next couple of months. Um, and this project is a huge priority for the city, um, so we expect that to be uh, completed within the next couple of months. And then again, like I said earlier, we plan on breaking ground 
on uh, new construction sometime by the end of the first quarter of 2024. And duration of the construction is anticipated how long? Um, again, I'd have to, yeah. with the development firm on that, I couldn't give you an exact date on when we plan on having it completed, but we do plan on starting uh, in 2024. Okay. Well, good luck. So, again, tell us about uh, tomorrow and how people can participate um, and, and yeah. be a part of it. So, all you have to do is show up. That's the great thing. Submission um, <laughs> you know, is free. Um, again, this is for the community. It's going to be hosted again at Kingdom Apostolic Ministries, formerly known as Mount Zion. For people who aren't aware, we did change the name um, a couple years ago. So, we're located at 4900. East 38th Street. The pastor is Bishop Lambert Gates Sr. Um, and again, we'll be hosting that right in our main sanctuary. And the best thing is there's free food. Um, so we will uh, make sure there's food available to anybody who attends. Um, so again, you don't have to pay for anything. This is all for the community. Um, and again, it's just a way for us to be transparent about this entire process. You are the second consecutive guest in our show today, on our show today, uh, who has said there will be free food at this event, at this free event. So uh, we truly are a culture that likes to uh, gather around a good, uh, a good something to eat. <laughs> you know, a good, a good, well, I won't say meal, but good food. My dad always says food tastes better when it's free. And Doesn't it? True. Clothes wear better when they're free. That all, all of us better when it's my, one of my favorite four-letter words, free, F-R-E-E. Love it, love it. All righty. Well, uh, Cameron Gates, th Executive Director of NICE, thank you so, so very much, and, and good luck. Uh, it sounds like it's much needed, and, uh, you know, all the, all the best uh, as you uh, venture down the road. Thank you for your time. All righty. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All right, bye-bye. And again, that uh, that sounds exciting. Uh, free food, uh, free register. You know, just just show up, just just come. Um, and we do, as a as a culture, do rather enjoy gathering uh, where food is at the center. So why not? Why not? I enjoy it. I always enjoy it. Um, a couple of things. Uh, by the way, uh, let me open the lines again. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. We talked about the fact that the African American um, Quality of Life Initiative uh, is uh, is looking to uh, wrap up. Uh, their request for proposals for round three, the deadline is this Friday, October the 20th. Again, the deadline is this Friday, um, October the 20th. Uh, you can go online, I-A-A-Q-L-I, I-A-A-Q-L-I dot org uh, is the website that will explain everything. So go ahead and get in on that. Um, they, you know... You, Oh, it sure doesn't hurt to try. I, I would hate to, to have a not-for-profit. You do have to be an established not-for-profit or in partnership with an established not-for-profit, which is uh, an organization that has this 501c3 uh, designation. The rest, hey, go for it. Um, 
the uh, the other thing uh, we talked about uh, leaf pickup. Of course, that's coming up uh, starting November seventh through December. Uh, Country Kitchen, the grand opening. By the way, three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten is the number. Uh, if you'd like to uh, to call in, tell us what's on your mind. Uh, but I did uh, receive notice, or we all received notice. I'm sure you've heard about it too. Country Kitchen. Uh, a mainstay over there on college. They are having their grand opening. It is now uh, going to be called the Country Kitchen uh, and Event Center. Country Kitchen and Event Center, Restaurant and Event Center. Ribbon cutting is October the 19th. That is Thursday. Uh, then at 5 p.m., they're going to be, you know, earlier in the day, they're going to do all of the, um, you know, uh, the, the the ribbon cutting and ceremonial things and opening and, and what have you. And then by 5 o'clock that afternoon, uh, 5 o'clock the afternoon of the 19th, guess what? Open for business. The Country Kitchen will be back. Uh, reservations are not required if you're wanting to go to dinner on, on, on opening night, but certainly, certainly would be recommended. Uh, reservations would be strongly uh, rep uh, recommended. As you recall, you guys remember, or maybe you don't remember, I don't know, maybe somebody's listening for the very first time. Country Kitchen uh, has been a mainstay in the community. Soul Food Restaurant um, over on the Old North Side, um, over off college. And um, it, back in January of 2020, January of 2020, uh, as if COVID wasn't enough, uh, well, it was the onset of COVID, as if that wasn't enough. Um, there was a fire uh, that, that all but leveled uh, the, the restaurant, uh, devastated the community, but brought the community together in so many ways to, uh, to help them rebuild uh, and, and get back up on their feet. And not only are they rebuilding, as we said, they're coming back stronger, bigger and better and stronger than ever. So, again... Uh, they're uh, going to be open, the big grand opening with that event center. I can't wait to see that because that's going to be sweet. That's going to be so very nice. I don't know, back in, in the country kitchen already, you know, even before um, uh, the rebuild, they were going to rebuild anyway. But even before the rebuild, everybody would have lunch meetings there, meetings, uh, events, and all kinds of things. And now that they're going to have a dedicated event center, um, I just I just think that it's absolutely wonderful. So congratulations uh, to uh, the Country Kitchen and their grand opening, uh, reopening, uh, grand reopening of their Country Kitchen and event center coming up uh, this Thursday. The ribbon cutting, I think, is going to be around noon sometime time like that um yeah i'll say it uh on the national front um it looks like federal judge in washington dc uh has issued a most mostly or, or partial uh restrict partially restrictive gag order on uh donald trump uh limiting what and this is from cnn limiting what he can say about special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into his, Trump's, alleged attempt to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, the judge's order restricts Trump's ability to publicly target court personnel, potential witnesses, or the special counsel and his staff. However, the order did not restrict Trump's ability to make uh, 
comments about Washington, D.C., which is where the jury trial is going to take place, or certain comments about the Justice Department um, as a whole, uh, both of which the government had asked the judge to do as well, but the judge kind of backed away from some of that, saying... The order was not about liking the language Trump uses, but it was rather about language that represents a danger to the administration of justice. Now, Judge Tanya Chutkin added, his presidential candidacy does not give him carte blanche to vilify public servants who are simply doing their jobs. And I, I don't know about you, but... This reporting, uh, I mean, it, it's it's like death by a thousand cuts. Somebody make a move. I, I just really feel strongly. Somebody make a move. Either attach a muzzle to that mouth or treat him like you say you're doing, which is he's being treated like any other defendant. Treat him like any other defendant and throw him in the slammer to quiet him down. Of course he's going to continue. See, he's he's going to he's going to keep pushing the envelope until he's going to force somebody to do something and then he's going to make money off of that. So, you know, you've got a, a somebody that's not very well balanced uh anyway. I don't know if I'm no psychologist or whatever, but just it it I I don't think I'm too terribly wrong by saying there's something horribly out of balance. Uh, with that man and what he does and these judges and everyone trying to uh, feed him with a long-handled spoon and give him every possibility, you know, every opportunity, not realizing exactly what they're dealing with is just uh, frustrating. But I guess, I guess due process has to be followed. I guess due process has to be followed. So uh, in uh, due process, the that is... They've shut him down a little bit more. Each time uh, we get one of these notices, he's uh, shut down a little more, a little more, and a little more. So um, I hope it's not a situation where they don't do anything until somebody gets hurt. But that tends to be the American way. And so um, he's not going to shut up. Somebody probably, I hate to say it, I don't, I don't want to call that into existence, but I pray no one gets hurt. But who would have thought that um, that deadly attack on January 6th would have happened? And we all have been calling and saying that ever since he got elected, that, that, that language that he uses, somebody was going to get hurt. <sighs> so, um, but anyway, the judge is, uh, she's, she's being a little bit more um, aggressive than maybe some of the others. I don't know. Uh, but that was from, uh, that's from CNN. Judge Tanya Chutkin has uh, issued a partial gag order. Now, what you will see and hear about tonight uh, is a lot of people talking about a gag order. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. There we go. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Pardon my skepticism. It's just a, it's just a very tiring thing um, to report when you just feel like there's still not an... It just, it's like, like I said, somebody needs to make a definitive move that they're not playing, that this is serious business, that this is the law, uh, and not a bunch of folks trying to tiptoe around um, someone that's unhinged. That's all. Just, but whatever. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Um, the other uh, 
the other uh, important reminder that um, I want to make sure that we don't forget about. I mentioned, uh, you know, right as COVID was starting to creep into our, our lives, that's when the country kitchen fire, because uh, I think it was March, that fire was in January, and then in March of 20, the fire was in January 2020, and then March was when the the nation and the world uh, declared, uh, although, you know, we had all known about it since January, but when everybody just kind of said, hey, uh, this is beyond our control. So, um, um, but. Um, the fact that we are no longer in an emergency situation regarding COVID does not mean that COVID has left us or that COVID is no longer still around because it really is. It really is. And so um, the government during throughout the uh, crisis made uh, free test kit, free at-home test kits available to any household in America that wanted them. And so they are doing that again. The government is doing that again. Um, and so uh, as long as they are available and for as long as the government is going to provide them, I think it was $600 million worth, free COVID test kits are now available again uh, to the general public. Have been for now a couple of weeks. And all you have to do is go to covid.gov slash tests, T-E-S-T-S, covid.gov slash tests. Uh, and uh, order your test. Uh, they will not send them to post office boxes or to businesses, but uh, you'll get one test kit per household, which is two boxes that each contain two kits. So that's a total of four tests in two boxes. I know because mine came to my house. <laughs> I got mine. And um, I had some sent to my father uh, out of town down in southern Indiana. He got his. Uh, and it takes, I literally literally timed myself because folks, I don't go online. Uh, you got to do it. <clears throat> Less than 30 seconds, I promise you. If it takes longer than 30 seconds, you're doing something else. You're doing something else other than saying, I want a COVID, a free COVID test kit sent to my house. It's that simple and that quick. COVID.gov slash test t-e-s-t-s um that's the site uh we are going to take a, a quick break here we'll do uh, open lines the rest of the way out if you like uh 317-239-1310 we'll be back with more community connection right after this let's get back to the conversation it's community connection with tina cosby on praise am 1310 95.1 fm indy's inspiration station and back with Community Connection, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Maybe wrapping things up a little bit earlier uh, than normal today. Uh, Got to go do some training. Get in on that before it gets too, uh, gets too late. Training Sky reminded me that I had to take care of. So um, might just wrap up a little early today. But I uh, did want to let you know tonight, I do believe, is the City County Council full meeting. Uh, and it looks like uh, the council, uh, full council will vote on uh, the mayor's uh, proposed uh, close to $1.6 billion budget, um, which includes probably the largest budget uh, proposal ever for uh, public safety, um, including police. I think it's $10 million more, around $300 million. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be tonight. I do believe it's 6 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check that. Let me double-check that. Anyway, the full council will vote tonight um, on the mayor's uh, uh, budget proposal. So um, 
that'll be uh, that'll be interesting, especially, you know, the the election is what is this? like? Yeah, the election is next month. The election is next month. So, you know, we'll have that also. Um, and speaking of the election, um, early voting now underway. Uh, throughout the state and here in Marion County. Uh, right now in Marion County, early voting is only available at the city-county building. Uh, the city-county building, of course, is downtown, downtown Indianapolis, 200 East Washington Street. Um, on October 28th, early voting is going to expand. Uh, there will be eight other satellite sites in Marion County that will be added. Um, on October 28th, uh, those early voting satellite sites, in addition to the uh, city-county building, will be available uh, the hours 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. Uh, through Monday, uh, November 6th. Monday, November 6th, of course, is uh, the last day uh, the city-county building uh, early voting will be available, and that's um, until noon. November 5th uh, is when the other satellite sites uh, will end at 6 p.m. Um, 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. is the satellite voting hours. But again, if you want to vote early right now, uh, head on down to the city county building, 200 East Washington Street. Uh, the CCB is open uh, weekdays, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Uh, weekends, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Um, as well. Not quite sure why the satellite voting hours are shorter, but they just are. Indiana. Anyway, um, the, um, again, in, in case um, you want to wait until uh, those eight other satellite voting um, uh, places open, um, it'll be October 28th and 29th. Uh, the CCB will be open at the same time as the satellite voting uh, uh, options are, 11 a.m. until 6, um, also November 4th and 5th. Um, Again, on November 6th, CCB will only be open from early voting from 8 a.m. until noon. Another reminder, I want to remind everyone, too, that um, we are an early, um, I'm sorry, we are a vote center county. We are a vote center county. What that means is that you do not, you no longer have to go to a designated or assigned uh, place to cast your vote. If there is a vote center near wherever you are, when you decide you are ready to vote, you can go there and vote. All you have to do is, of course, you know the rules, 18 years of age, on ele by election day, and um, uh, government-issued photo ID uh, and up-to-date voter registration, of course. But, um, yeah, that's... That's one of the things that, that most excites me, especially about in Election Day, early voting as well, is that you have the freedom of ease of where you go. Um, not that it was ever a problem anyway, because my assigned place, I could walk to it. Um, in fact, I used to walk um, when I was doing my regular walks with with my neighbors and friends. We used to walk past it every day when we would take our walks. So it's not, it wasn't that, that it was an issue. It's just that... Uh, there are times when people get together uh, or are doing other things and voting comes to mind and you're like, oh, goodness, I'm not I'm not close to home or I'm not close to where I need to be. Well, now you can go wherever you are. If there is a vote center near wherever you are, you can go in and, and cast your vote. Um, if you want to find out about 
days, hours, times for early voting here in Indianapolis and Marion County. Go to vote.indy.gov. Uh, voter information outside of Marion County. And I know I promise to have this, and I will tomorrow. I promise tomorrow. I didn't get to it today. Uh, for the surrounding uh, Donut counties. Uh, but just in case you don't have the individual information, just go to indianavoters.in.gov because that information for the Donut counties is there at indianavoters.in.gov. I uh, want to take some time to send out um, our uh, sympathy and condolences uh, to Julia Vaughn. <clears throat> Julia, of course, is the executive director of Common Cause Indiana and had planned to be with us today uh, to start uh, you know, our, our regular weekly run all the way up to Election Day. Julia always has such good information. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, today she is uh, burying her mother uh, who passed away. So uh, again, our deepest condolences to Julia Vaughn and her entire family in the passing um, of her mother uh, down in Madison, Indiana. Um, really sorry to hear about that. And we did, uh, so if you thought you heard me say Julia Vaughn was going to be on today. You did. Um, I just found out uh, last minute that uh, she had lost her mother and that the services uh, were today. So, and as, as a matter of fact, Julia texted me um, and said, you know, we're from the same place, but, and no, uh, you know, peripherally of the same folks, but I did not know her in Madison and she didn't know me, but we knew of, uh, you know, of each other because it's, it's not, it's not necessarily that big, but it's it's still kind of that small, so we knew of each other. So anyway, she uh, texted me and said they were on their way to the church and uh, passed by one of the spots where my uh, my grandfather had a uh, uh, an automobile repair shop. Uh, so uh, again, thoughts uh, go out to Julia Vaughn and her family, and uh, hopefully uh, Julia can be back with us uh, when she's ready. Um, so uh, if you do not have Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Information uh, that you need, and you really don't have access to all of the websites that I've given you, or, or otherwise. Um, the the phone number for the Marion County Election Board is three one seven three two seven five one zero zero. Again, the phone line for the Marion County Election Board is three one seven three two seven five one zero zero. Finally, again, as I said, I, I just hate to see good money not. You know, they're they're gonna somebody's gonna get it. It may as well be you. Um, if you'd like to apply for round three funding from that $100 million African-American Quality of Life Initiative, you have until Friday, October 20th. Uh, for all the information you need to know about applying and more, go to www.iaaqli.org, iaaqli.org. 
Org. Uh, so that is about, those are all of the reminders. Again, as I said, I need to cut out just a little early today uh, to take care of some training, mandatory training that we need to complete by the end of the day today. Uh, Sky was so gracious to uh, remind me about that, and I cannot thank you enough for that. So, uh, Sky, can we handle it from here? Okay, Sky is nodding yes, and so there we go. Anyway, um, we will be back tomorrow uh, right here. Uh, Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com, for information on everything that we talked about uh, today. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. As always, everyone, please be safe and be well. I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.